Section seventy four of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book eleven, chapter five. Not you, not you. On the way to Ivan, he had to pass the house where Katerina Ivanovna was living. There was light in the windows. He suddenly stopped and resolved to go in. He had not seen Katerina Ivanovna for more than a week. But now it struck him that Ivan might be with her, especially on the eve of the terrible day. Ringing and mounting the staircase, which was dimly lighted by a Chinese lantern, he saw a man coming down, and as they met he recognized him as his brother. So he was just coming from Katerina Ivanovna. "'Ah, it's only you,' said Ivan dryly. "'Well, good-bye. You are going to her?' "'Yes. I don't advise you to. She's upset, and you'll upset her more.' A door was instantly flung open above, and a voice cried suddenly, "'No, no, Alexey Fyodorovitch, have you come from him?' "'Yes, I have been with him.' "'Has he sent me any message? Come up, Alyosha. And you, Ivan Fyodorovitch, you must come back, you must. Do you hear?' There was such a peremptory note in Katya's voice that Ivan, after a moment's hesitation, made up his mind to go back with Alyosha. She was listening, he murmured angrily to himself, but Alyosha heard it. "'Excuse my keeping my greatcoat on,' said Ivan, going into the drawing-room. "'I won't sit down. I won't stay more than a minute.' "'Sit down, Alexey Fyodorovitch,' said Katerina Ivanovna, though she remained standing she had changed very little during this time but there was an ominous gleam in her dark eyes alyosha remembered afterwards that she had struck him as particularly handsome at that moment what did he ask you to tell me only one thing said alyosha looking her straight in the face that you would spare yourself and say nothing at the trial of what he was a little confused passed between you at the time of your first acquaintance in that town ah that i bowed down to the ground for that money she broke into a bitter laugh why is he afraid for me or for himself he asks me to spare whom him or myself tell me alexey fyodorovitch alyosha watched her intently trying to understand her both yourself and him he answered softly i am glad to hear it she snapped out maliciously and she suddenly blushed you don't know me yet alexey fyodorovitch she said menacingly and i don't know myself yet perhaps you'll want to trample me underfoot after my examination to-morrow you will give your evidence honourably said alyosha that's all that's wanted women are often dishonourable she snarled only an hour ago i was thinking i felt afraid to touch that monster as though he were a reptile but no he is still a human being to me but did he do it is he the murderer she cried all of a sudden hysterically turning quickly to ivan alyosha saw at once that she had asked ivan that question before perhaps only a moment before he came in and not for the first time but for the hundredth and that they had ended by quarrelling i've been to see smerdyakov 
it was you you who persuaded me that he murdered his father it's only you i believed she continued still addressing yvonne he gave her a sort of strained smile alyosha started at her tone he had not suspected such familiar intimacy between them well that's enough anyway yvonne cut short the conversation i am going i'll come to-morrow and turning at once he walked out of the room and went straight downstairs with an imperious gesture katerina ivanovna seized alyosha by both hands follow him overtake him don't leave him alone for a minute she said in a hurried whisper he's mad don't you know that he's mad he's in a fever nervous fever the doctor told me so go run after him alyosha jumped up and ran after ivan who was not fifty paces ahead of him what do you want he turned quickly on alyosha seeing that he was running after him she told you to catch me up because i'm mad i know it all by heart he added irritably she is mistaken of course but she is right that you are ill said alyosha i was looking at your face just now you look very ill ivan ivan walked on without stopping alyosha followed him and do you know alexey fyodorovitch how people do go out of their mind ivan asked in a voice suddenly quiet without a trace of irritation with a note of the simplest curiosity no i don't i suppose there are all kinds of insanity and can one observe that one's going mad oneself i imagine one can't see oneself clearly in such circumstances alyosha answered with surprise ivan paused for half a minute if you want to talk to me please change the subject he said suddenly oh while i think of it i have a letter for you said alyosha timidly and he took lise's note from his pocket and held it out to ivan they were just under a lamp-post ivan recognized the handwriting at once ah from that little demon he laughed maliciously and without opening the envelope he tore it into bits and threw it in the air the bits were scattered by the wind she's not sixteen yet i believe and already offering herself he said contemptuously striding along the street again how do you mean offering herself exclaimed alyosha as wanton women offer themselves to be sure how can you ivan how can you alyosha cried warmly in a grieved voice she is a child you are insulting a child she is ill she is very ill too she is on the verge of insanity too perhaps i had hoped to hear something from you that would save her you'll hear nothing from me if she is a child i am not her nurse be quiet alexey don't go on about her i'm not even thinking about it they were silent again for a moment she will be praying all night now to the mother of god to show her how to act to-morrow at the trial he said sharply and angrily again you you mean katerina ivanovna yes whether she's to save mitya or ruin him she'll pray for light from above she can't make up her mind for herself you see she has not had time to decide yet she takes me for her nurse too she wants me to sing lullabies to her katerina ivanovna loves you brother said alyosha sadly 
perhaps but i am not very keen on her she is suffering why do you sometimes say things to her that give her hope alyosha went on with timid reproach i know that you've given her hope forgive me for speaking to you like this he added i can't behave to her as i ought break off altogether and tell her so straight out said ivan irritably i must wait till sentence is passed on the murderer if i break off with her now she will avenge herself on me by ruining that scoundrel to-morrow at the trial for she hates him and knows she hates him it's all a lie lie upon lie as long as i don't break off with her she goes on hoping and she won't ruin that monster knowing how i want to get him out of trouble if only that damned verdict would come the words murderer and monster echoed painfully in alyosha's heart but how can she ruin mitya he asked pondering on ivan's words what evidence can she give that would ruin mitya you don't know that yet she's got a document in her hands in mitya's own writing that proves conclusively that he did murder fyodor pavlovitch that's impossible cried alyosha why is it impossible i've read it myself there can't be such a document alyosha repeated warmly there can't be because he's not the murderer it's not he murdered father not he ivan suddenly stopped who is the murderer then according to you he asked with apparent coldness there was even a supercilious note in his voice you know who alyosha pronounced in a low penetrating voice who you mean the myth about that crazy idiot the epileptic smerdyakov alyosha suddenly felt himself trembling all over you know who broke helplessly from him he could scarcely breathe who who ivan cried almost fiercely all his restraint suddenly vanished i only know one thing alyosha went on still almost in a whisper it wasn't you killed father not you what do you mean by not you ivan was thunderstruck it was not you killed father not you alyosha repeated firmly the silence lasted for half a minute i know i didn't are you raving said ivan with a pale distorted smile his eyes were riveted on alyosha they were standing again under a lamp-post no ivan you've told yourself several times that you are the murderer when did i say so i was in moscow when have i said so ivan faltered helplessly you said so to yourself many times when you've been alone during these two dreadful months alyosha went on softly and distinctly as before yet he was speaking now as it were not of himself not of his own will but obeying some irresistible command you have accused yourself and have confessed to yourself that you are the murderer and no one else but you didn't do it you are mistaken you are not the murderer do you hear it was not you god has sent me to tell you so they were both silent the silence lasted a whole long minute 
they were both standing still gazing into each other's eyes they were both pale suddenly ivan began trembling all over and clutched alyosha's shoulder you've been in my room he whispered hoarsely you've been there at night when he came confess have you seen him have you seen him whom do you mean mitya alyosha asked bewildered not him damn the monster ivan shouted in a frenzy do you know that he visits me how did you find out speak who is he i don't know whom you are talking about alyosha faltered beginning to be alarmed yes you do know or how could you it's impossible that you don't know suddenly he seemed to check himself he stood still and seemed to reflect a strange grin contorted his lips brother alyosha began again in a shaking voice i have said this to you because you'll believe my word i know that i tell you once and for all it's not you you hear once for all god has put it into my heart to say this to you even though it may make you hate me from this hour but by now ivan had apparently regained his self-control alexey fyodorovitch he said with a cold smile i can't endure prophets and epileptics messengers from god especially and you know that only too well i break off all relations with you from this moment and probably forever i beg you to leave me at this turning it's the way to your lodgings too you'd better be particularly careful not to come to me to-day do you hear he turned and walked on with a firm step not looking back brother alyosha called after him if anything happens to you to-day turn to me before anyone but ivan made no reply alyosha stood under the lamp-post at the cross-roads till ivan had vanished into the darkness then he turned and walked slowly homewards both alyosha and ivan were living in lodgings neither of them was willing to live in fyodor pavlovitch's empty house alyosha had a furnished room in the house of some working people ivan lived some distance from him he had taken a roomy and fairly comfortable lodge attached to a fine house that belonged to a well-to-do lady the widow of an official but his only attendant was a deaf and rheumatic old crone who went to bed at six o'clock every evening and got up at six in the morning ivan had become remarkably indifferent to his comforts of late and very fond of being alone he did everything for himself in the one room he lived in and rarely entered any of the other rooms in his abode he reached the gate of the house and had his hand on the bell when he suddenly stopped he felt that he was trembling all over with anger suddenly he let go of the bell turned back with a curse and walked with rapid steps in the opposite direction he walked a mile and a half to a tiny slanting wooden house almost a hut where maria kondrachevna the neighbor who used to come to fyodor pavlovitch's kitchen for soup and to whom smerdyakov had once sung his songs and played on the guitar was now lodging she had sold their little house and was now living here with her mother smerdyakov who was ill almost dying had been with them ever since fyodor pavlovitch's death it was to him ivan was going now 
drawn by a sudden and irresistible prompting. End of section 74